0: The Buccaneers ran the ball often. They didn't do it that great. Like it was only 3.7 yards per carry, right? Mm -hmm. However, they did it a lot. And now some of that three explosive
1: runs. That yards average per carry is a little skewed by three kneel downs by Tom Brady. So I think I think it was actually four. I think it's actually like four plus. Oh you got the real numbers. I haven't excluded the the
0: kneel downs.
1: So I have wow, so the guy. running back attempts mm-hmm. only 164 yards on 38 attempts. Now I forgot to type in the average. I have four like f-
0: rushing attempts on the ESPN box score. So they I removed six I, times.
1: I, I, remo- I removed all six of Tom's. Oh, was six kneel downs. Tom had six carries. I don't know if they were kneel downs, but mm. I think that I don't know. Did he scramble once or twice? I don't think so. No. So then they had six kneel downs. Um, I
0: guess three and three. Yeah, that makes sense because yeah, they they ended the half of the ball. I
1: think. Yeah. So right. 164 yards on 38 attempts. Um, that I think what is that? 4.3. Let's do some quick math. Here. Okay, so
0: that's actually a bit better now.
1: It's still only 4.3, which isn't egregious, mm-hmm. but um, because if if we think back to the first four weeks, you were getting outlier rushing efficiency on you from opposing offenses every week, where it's like so, so efficient. It's unsustainable Um, to to bring a little more context to that number though. And and the effect that the bucks had because watching broadcasts, it felt pretty bad, but they had, they were for this week, their ground attack was the 10th best EPA per rush, which from a defense's perspective is unequivocally bad. It's firmly below average, but it's nothing like egregious. Um, but then their success rate, the Buck's success rate was like second to last this week of 28 teams that played, they were like the 27th highest success rate. So the rate of six, the rate of plays that Seattle defended well in the ground game was incredibly high. It's just when they, when the runs popped, they popped hard. Um, and, you know, with 38 attempts, you know, I mean, maybe just play the numbers, they're bound to, one's bound to pop a little bit. But the Bucs had a really good scheme, though, um, a really good approach, especially when they went into the gun. And that's where Seattle was formationally and personnel-wise ill-prepared. Um, and the reason why they were ill-prepared is because the Bucks just didn't do a lot of that stuff that they did. I mean, they threw the book at them schematically. Um, so, I mean, k- kudos to Byron Leftwich because that was a really good game plan.
0: Yes. So it seemed like they were able to find the weak point in the front. But then also, if you're running 38 times, you will eventually hit some stuff. Right. Like, I didn't like the vast majority of the plays were defended well. It's just like, what's the issue in bare fronts? Well, you do have a C gap bubble. And if you run counter into that C gap bubble, you can get some things going
1: right now Maddie, yesterday when we were doing our show you were saying that you you saw on the tape that the defensive line was really struggling with the field was that also apparent with the run game because you talked about that in the context of the uh, the pass rush game but what about the run game
0: i mean i don't think so i think it's more to pass rush i mean maybe a tiny bit but like they're also both playing on the same field now did the bucket have better cleats like maybe but um yeah and then griff in the in the i don't know if you agree with that but then in the four down kind of looks griff uh the issue was more when they were just holding the too high shell and you know a guard pulls and or they do wind back and then the angles just aren't quite there they're just a bit too light
1: so yeah um really what hurt them when they were in the the, the four-man front the even space where you've got a, a one technique and a three technique and you set the three technique to the strength of the offense so either either the tight end or whatever side has more receivers on it so constituting a over front right that means to the nose to the nose tackle side that b gap is open the b gap bubble so they ran gap scheme which was primarily counter to that weak side and what that why that's a problem is that means that tackle to the open B-gap side, the B-gap bubble, he's free to climb. And that means he was picking off that the backside linebacker. And on the broadcast, it might seem, oh, Cody Barton's getting washed away or Jordan Brooks is getting washed away. That's really just an impossible task, especially when you're out-gapped. Now, that said, they actually still had a number of plays where they were really sound structure wise. It's just when you're in a negative, a negatively situated front for certain runs, and the other team is committed to throwing those runs at you, they're going to pop eventually. And that was their issue. Hmm. The reason yeah. why. Go ahead. To that point as well. Having eleven
0: personnel, right? So yeah, there's a B gap bubble, but you can also pull to the um, like the C gap kind of area and you still got a 4-2 box out there so the extra gap causes problems
1: right ironically though so strong pulling runs to, to the tight end they ran power um I have the numbers here they ran power out of gun like one back power meaning so if you got the tight end and what makes it power instead of a wrap or like a instead of trap is that the tight the tight end is is kicking out his edge so he's not he's not blocking down and finding a second level linebacker. He's kicking out his edge and that pulling backside guard is pulling inside his gap. Um so like they were getting they got one back power a handful of times, like legit power. Um, and they actually defended that quite well out of out of even fronts. Um it was really counter. I mean, if, all right, so I have the numbers counter, they got fifty-four yards on six carries. Um Three of them were explosives. So two of them were like seven yarders. And so it just. Is
0: this, sorry, is this the complete rushing numbers?
1: It's not is, formational. That, that no, no. What I just said, counter 54 yards and six carries was when Seattle was in an over front okay. with a two high shell. So when they're in even. So, but so basically gap scheme week they couldn't handle gap scheme strong in it they could and then also when they ran inside zone um and and even some like like iso or lead gap scheme when they were in that front they also defended it well uh so i their their total their total yards against inside zone outside zone toss plays duo lead wineback etc they averaged like 2.6 yards per carry yeah it was when they they had one explosive play from under center um, outside zone, like toward the end where they just put a bunch of gaps out and, and they were some guys got in the wrong gaps. But outside of that, it was all the gap scheme to the weak side when they were in shotgun and Seattle was in an even front that really killed them. And so you could say, well, if they bottled up most of it, was it a good game plan? They clearly game plan the crap out of third downs this game. They weren't trying to get, they weren't trying to get chunk gains with these like moderate gains, like four to seven yarders with this stuff. I think the bucks weren't, I think they were accepting the fact that not every one of these is going to pop, but the ones that do will tilt the field and the ones that don't to keep their series alive in the drive, they're going to rely on Tom Brady to deliver the ball. And their third down game plan was really good. And then their execution, Maddie, like you said, was also incredible. Um, like I mean, how and we'll get into the passing, but how many times did Seattle defend things almost perfectly? How m- how many times did the defender nearly have a hand on the ball, and how many times did they complete the pass anyway? Like poor Kobe Bryant, I'd say he had a rough game, but some of those looks, I'm not going to fault him too much. Like that's Godwin, that's Julio Jones, that's Mike Evans, like it's Tom Brady throwing it. You know, you're a rookie. You know, the fact that you're even competing like you are is kind of impressive, but at some point yeah make a play but that's what really determined the game was when those gap scheme early down runs of which they did a lot of didn't work when when the duo runs and outside zone didn't work um they relied on tom on third down so it was kind of they were committed to the to to the whole big picture here um yeah.
0: yeah so so here's a here's an example on the screen of what uh griff is talking about wherever they i mean this isn't perfect but you have the front set to the tight end so it's still an over front but they just set it to the tight end because they want to try and maintain this four-two box and essentially tampa bay gets three guys to two guys in a gap in the b gap bubble uh by by basically doing a counter run here as well yeah. uh, with the two high shell um And counter is difficult in the 4-2 box because the two linebackers behind, like they can, with gaps, right? One, if it's, you know, as Griff was saying, if it's to the three tech, if it's to the guy who's actually already in a B-gap bubble, you kept clean a bit. But also you can flow to it quicker. If it's inside zone, you can flow off it. You can stack your linemen and then fall back with the cutback. But counter, the misdirection element, and then there's the timing of it, and by the t- you can't really slow play when it's a four-two box, but counter right. kind of requires that, and so right. that's why that so, hits against Gunn.
1: So is this the one where that left tackle? So the B gap bubble is the gap to the right of forward here. Yes. The left the left tackle is free to get to the second level. He's not looking he, at Bart. He's looking to pick off Brooks. Yes. And so
0: because because uh, the backside guard comes for Irvin, and then uh i i don't know who gets barton but
1: so so i think barton's free barton gets correct leverage i think on this one if i remember correctly irvin spills that guard pulling that that right guard pulling like you said barton gets front side leverage on the tight end who is the lead block he gets outside leverage on it and then brooks can't scrape over i mean first of all this, this is not only the problem with the front but the fact that they're out gapped Brooks is starting alignment. He's like in a 60. Yeah. I mean, he can't. You're asking him to get all the he, way to the other side. Because he's worried the about formation. the C gap. Right. So if they were gapped out, the alignments would change. And then, yeah. so it's it's a double whammy of the front being vulnerable and your light in the box. So that's, it puts like the the stress mul- is multiplied on that second, the second linebacker in the fit, like the backside fitter at the second level is screwed. And now that said, they had so many looks like that where they held up okay, you know, and like it was kind of impressive, and that I think that demonstrates how far along they've come in playing their individual techniques and stuff.
0: Yeah, like but Pete, they- Pete wasn't he wasn't panicking in the same way that he had early in the season. Like they just got got by some good plays, but like execution yeah. wise, it, they weren't like bad. The, the, this is having- more
1: like a learning moment rather than like a hit the panic button moment.
0: It's more like the coaching yeah. staff just kind of got outdone, like right, and, and also like they didn't. I mean, like they did try stuff, like spilling their ends, um, spilling certain looks with their ends. Uh, I, th- I, I, to me, the run stuff comes down to, like I said, they just had such a volume of runs that at a certain point. It's pretty different. Are you are you
1: are it. you saying body blows, Maddie? No. So but, I think, <laughs> but,
0: but they had such a variety. They had such a diverse running scheme mm-hmm. that, so, that eventually, you know, and they were str- they were attacking areas which are weak points, like that. So, eventually...
1: Seattle's solution to this. Sorry to jump in, but Seattle's solution to this is to play that the three-three-five right where you, and they did a little bit of it but but not enough right the three three five where you've got two two three hundred pounders in the b gaps so you maybe got a one technique instead of a zero technique but then you've got one outside linebacker um to the uh they they set him weak right and then you've got kobe bryant essentially being your strong side force defender but your 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 edge, he basically replaces one of the outside linebackers. Now, you're not having him set a hard edge, but he's in the fit. They try to take him out of the fit if they can, depending on the formation. But sometimes formations pull him in. But, I mean, Kobe will stick his neck out in there. But when you're getting gap scheme, that means pullers to the perimeter. Yes. You are not trying to have a 200-pound nickel who nice. is very much a corner background nickel, not a safety background nickel at that. Playing the edge there. So, Which,
0: why the package that supposedly existed of Jamal Adams kind of being in that there? That would, would have been really, have been really big. interesting. That would have been really interesting.